Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I wanted to try an experiment. I wanted to talk about a smartphone in the context of a written review uh, after the fact by myself in audio form. Because I think that there's a lot that could be said about phones that we don't really talk about in our reviews or we don't give it the right flavor because the conventional way of writing reviews is set and and it's kind of limited in in how we i guess express things or certain things so this is the inaugural version of the mobile syrup um audio review uh we may give it a better name at some point but basically the idea is just to chat for a few minutes about a, a product it doesn't have to be a smartphone in general but I want to talk about the HTC One A9, mostly because uh, I just did the review and it's a really interesting phone. I have it, I have it right here in my hand, and what the the first thing you'll notice when you pick it up isn't that it looks like an iPhone. At least I don't think it does. It, it's only when you turn it around on the back, and and we'll get to that in a few minutes. But I, I just wanted to talk a little bit about how it feels because when you pick this thing up, it feels like a well-made handset in the way that, say, the Nexus 5 doesn't, or the Nexus 5X. But it also speaks to the fact that even though HTC is bleeding money and trying to regain some sort of equilibrium in the community, where does it stand in the Android community? They're still managing to put out really well-made hardware, and I can't emphasize that enough. This feels like a well-made phone. And not only that, but the things that they took from Apple, and I and I, I have to be clear about this, the things that they took from Apple are very difficult to imitate properly. It's not easy, and I'm not talking about the design necessarily, because you know you can feel one way or the other about the iPhone design. I'm talking about companies like Apple, companies like Samsung that have the buying power and have the Uh, supply chain access to command the sort of large-scale productions that the iPhone and the Galaxy represent. You know, these the curved screens, the way that the glass meets the metal, the way that there are no seams, there are no there there there's nothing here that would that would say HTC is a company that lost millions of dollars last quarter or that it doesn't have the budget for these kinds of productions. I mean, we see that a little bit now in devices from OnePlus, from Xiaomi, from Huawei. Well, Huawei's a huge company. But, you know, it's much easier now to make beautiful smartphones with lower budgets. And I think that's because 
the components inside the smartphones are considerably cheaper and easier to get. And the focus on the manufacturing facilities, uh, the, the, the actual facilities are there, they're mature. It's not so hard to uh, eke out deals with, with certain providers um, you know, for these kinds of met metal um, milling machines, the, the, the curved glass, the high-resolution panels, things like that. But I mean, there is there is something of an elegance to the One A Nine that isn't present in perhaps a, a Xiaomi phone or a Huawei phone, and and I I think it's important to note that because even though we've sort of written off HTC as a um, as a company who really can do no right uh, in, in the in the conventional you know Android space, you know why have they been so why has it been so hard for them to, I guess, make a comeback? Their you know their height of 2011, 2012. Once the one a the one X came out, the one S, the one P. Um, you know those were those were great phones, and and I think those were that was the height of HGC's market share in North America. And after that, with the one M7. Even though it was a far better phone, it just failed to capture the market, and it, it was for no fault of HTC really. I mean, the one the one M7 was a beautiful phone. It was it was metal. It, it it felt great in the hand. You know, even the ultra pixel camera was inspiring. It was marketable. Um, I would say the marketing department failed in many regards, but the phone itself spoke for itself, and it really. Um, it really doesn't did not fail in the way that I think now in retrospect we look back on it and say, oh well, you know, HTC did this really horrible thing by only giving its phone a four megapixel camera and blah blah blah. I mean, in reality, at the time in 2013, the One M7 was a really high end, top of the line Android phone that competed really well with the Galaxy S4, and in many ways, it was a better product. It, you know, HTC Sense at the time was a far more streamlined product compared to TouchWiz. Uh, the company had made some very considered decisions around uh, capacitive buttons below the screen. This was the time where uh, Android was moving from a hardware menu button to an overflow menu. And, uh, you know, HTC was at the forefront of that. So, you know, you really have to give them credit where it's due. The 1M7 was a great product. And the 1M8 and M9 were great products too. They, they were just not as innovative as the, as the M7. And, and I, I speak about those because in some ways the A9, despite its uh, resemblance to the iPhone, is it harkens back to that M7 aesthetic, but also that mindset of, okay, well, what are our customers need? What are our customers actually looking for in a phone? Yes, they are looking for a metal phone. Yes, we unabashedly stole part of the iPhone design. I mean, this camera, the circular camera with the circular um, flash, they can explain that away all they want. There is no way that was a necessary part of this design. That being said, the phone itself, if you're looking at it from the perspective of, does HTC want to represent the Apple of, of Android? Do they want to represent the 
the manufacturer that comes out with one or two really well-considered smartphones, um, you know, pricing aside, and I'll get to that in a second, but do they want to represent the, the one or two smartphones a year that Android customers look at and go, well, you know, that's a beautiful design. It's got great cohesive software ideas and everything works really well together. And that's why I think it's not really a big deal that it only has a 2150 milliamp hour battery and it only has, uh, you know, a pretty um, middle of the road, you know, uh, Snapdragon 617 chip because at the end of the day, it feels faster than most Android phones I've used. I have a, I have a, a Galaxy S6 next to me and, and it's running you know, and it's running since Android 5.1.1. This is one of the fastest Android phones out there. And it still doesn't feel quite as performant, you know, minute after minute as the uh, 1A9. And, and I think that speaks to the fact that HTC really tried to improve its software, tried to hone in on what Android users really want. And it's a gamble, right? You don't know what's going to happen. I mean, we see this with BlackBerry and the Priv. HTC had to make some changes. I don't agree with all of the changes. I think that the A9 could have been a very different product if they hadn't had this. We need we need to appeal to Android users who like the iPhone, or we need to appeal to iPhone users who don't necessarily want to spend a thousand dollars on the new version. So you know, say, I mean, I, I have this sort of um, roundtable at HTC in mind where somebody said, okay, well. What about all the people upgrading from the iPhone 4S, the iPhone 5, and the iPhone 5S? What happens if they walk into a store and they see the iPhone 6S is now, you know, out of their price range? Why don't we make a phone that runs Android that looks fairly similar, recognizable to the iPhone, but undercut it by four or five hundred dollars, and provide them the kind of experience on Android that they would appreciate coming from iOS? And I. I think that if they, if you look at it from that perspective, if if you think of HTC as a company that just tries to fit in with, tries to fill in the gaps in what the Android system represents, you know, the, at, at the high end we have companies like Samsung, who even though are more restrained with their feature rollouts, are you know trying to dazzle you with with features, uh, and I, and I think those phones this year really were the, the the turning point for the company they they really did well but at the same time Samsung is still this enormous organization that can't quite figure out what it wants from its handset business and I often I I, I just think that with HTC being a bit more focused and a bit more considerate of what a certain smaller niche demographic of the Android user base wants we may finally have a phone that people want to pick up but at the same time, maybe not, because what we've seen in this market is that if you want an iPhone, you're going to buy an iPhone. You're going to buy the older iPhone. You're going to buy a used iPhone. You're going to buy it on a contract. You're going to find a way to get that iPhone. And I think that's very important because HTC's banking on people being okay leaving that iOS ecosystem. But maybe what it doesn't realize is that there are people whose lives have been fully integrated into Apple's platforms, into iCloud, into iMessage, into Photos, into these kinds of applications that Google has on Android, 
But if you're not there, if you're not already using those services, then you're not going to switch over. You're not going to risk not getting your content back. You're not going to risk not getting your photos and your and, and your contacts and all these things. And people underestimate just how frustrating it is to to switch platforms. I mean, if uh, you're a hardcore phone user, you switch every six months or a year, you are a different breed of, of smartphone customer. And chances are, if you're listening to this, you are one of those people. But the average smartphone user doesn't want to switch platforms. We are five, six, seven years into the platform wars. And a lot of people have laid their groundwork in and they've 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 set their loyalties and they're not going to switch so bearing that in mind if you look at HTC's 1A9 as a way to get iPhone users to switch to Android I don't think that's going to be wholly successful but if you look at it from the perspective of a company that's appealing to Android users who want a smaller device something that really, really fits nicely in the hand, that's usable in one hand, but it's big enough and sharp enough and bright enough and well-made enough to compete with the high-end phones out there, then the A9 could be successful. The problem, though, is price. HTC is pricing this at $399 US, $599 Canadian, until $549 Canadian until November 7th. At which time they're increasing it by $100. So it's coming to $499 US, $649 Canadian. And at $649, this is a bitter pill to swallow. This is the same price as the, um, as the Sony Xperia Z5. It's almost the same price as the Nexus 6P. It's $100 more than the Nexus 5X, which is arguably a better phone in many respects. So they are running into a problem here. And they're pricing themselves out of the market. Similarly to what uh, BlackBerry is doing with the Priv, and, and I'm going to talk about that in a future segment. So that has been a, a quick kind of overview of um, my thoughts of, of the HTC One A9. I think it's a great phone. I do. I think it's a wonderful, uh, cohesive piece of hardware that uh, if you're not too concerned about specs, but you're just concerned more about the holistic experience of using a smartphone, then this is great it's a it's the right choice for you and if you are wavering on whether to buy one if you are leaning more towards getting it then definitely buy it before november 7th at which time i would say that the 649 price point is too high okay that's it for me thanks so much for listening my name is daniel i'm with mobilesyrup.com and uh, if you like these please let me know i think this is kind of a cool experiment um and you know, this is this is for you guys. So if you want me to to change up the format, if you want me to talk about other things about the phone, you want me to compare phones, I'm happy to do that. Uh, but in lieu of a regular podcast, which we haven't really been able to get together, uh, Douglas and I have competing schedules right now, so it's been very difficult to organize. Uh, in lieu of that, I'm hoping to do a few more of these, maybe a couple times a week. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next one. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 